From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. House and Senate spending proposals for 2023-24 differ when it comes to court spending priorities, but that'll likely change after conference negotiations get underway. Both chambers approved competing budget proposals April 4th. They're about $600 million apart, with the House proposing a $113 billion budget and the Senate $113.6 billion. Both chambers agree on across-the-board pay raises for state workers, but the House would spend more, a 6% increase to the Senate's 3%. Both increases would be effective July 1, and both would include justices and judges. The court system requested slightly less than $12 million in a one-time spending for a third year of the pandemic recovery plan to deal with a backlog of an estimated 210,000-plus cases above normal that trial courts were estimated to be facing on July 1 due to the pandemic. The current House proposal would fully fund the third-year pandemic recovery plan. The Senate proposal, $8.5 million. Senator Joe Gruder's measure aimed at retooling Florida's alimony laws stands ready for floor action. Patrick Ferguson tells us the bill's hearing in the Rules Committee April 5th was met with high praise from the Family Law Section's chair, Bill Wartenberg. Mark Wartenberg told the committee his section represents all sides in matrimonial disputes and asked for their full support. While he said that previous versions were met with contention from the section, this year's legislation is, quote, appropriate and not unconstitutionally retroactive with respect to the application of existing precedent to existing alimony awards, unquote. The measure was reported favorably in its final Senate committee stop by a 15 to 2 vote. The House companion measure, House Bill 1409, makes its final committee stop in the Judiciary Committee on April 11th. Saying it goes too far too fast, the Florida Bankers Association is objecting to a new bar rule requiring lawyers to keep their trust accounts in institutions that tie interest rates for IOTA accounts to specific index rate points. Rowan Batar has more. Contending they were not given adequate notice of the proposed amendments to Rule 5-1.1 decided in a March 16 case, the Florida Bankers Association filed a motion for a rehearing March 31st despite not being a party to the case. Specifically, the new rule language provides that when the Wall Street Journal prime rate is between 325 and 499 basis points, the yield on IOTA accounts must be no less than 300 basis points below the index rate in effect on the first business day of each month. When the index rate is 500 basis points or above, the yield must be no less than 40% of the indexed rate in effect on the first business day of each month. The Bankers Association says the change, slated to take effect May 15th, will have, quote, real-world negative impact and risk of harm to Florida's banks and law firms, unquote. They also contend the IOTA rule amendment is preempted by federal law, and by adopting the rule, the judiciary has impermissibly encroached on the executive branch's authority to regulate the banking industry in Florida, while acknowledging that increasing revenue to benefit the Florida Bar Foundation is, quote, necessary and appropriate, unquote, the bankers say a sudden, rigid, and mandatory 2,809% increase in interest rates on IOTA accounts is unsafe and unsound. The court has yet to rule on the motion. Young lawyers across the state recently gathered in Daytona Beach to network, exchange ideas, and get the most up-to-date information about young lawyer issues and resources while competing for grant funding at the Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division's annual Affiliate Outreach Conference. The YLD awarded $50,000 to approximately 45 young lawyer groups during the conference for specific events they're interested in hosting during the upcoming year. To apply for the grant, each affiliate submitted a written application in advance and made a presentation in person 
Wilson at the conference. Program co-chair Ashlea Edwards said the presentations were detailed, researched, and contained collaborative ways to aid the public, provide pro bono opportunities, and boost local affiliate membership. Spurred on by recent legislation aimed at comprehensive tort reform, Florida's statewide e-filing portal saw a record influx of new cases initiated last month. Patrick says 280,000 new cases in March shattered the previous record by 126%. Boy, it sure did, Mark. House Bill 837, the sweeping tort reform package, went into effect upon Governor DeSantis' signature late last month. This prompted attorneys to flood the portal to have cases heard under the previous law. Sarasota Clerk and Florida Courts e-filing authority chair Karen Rushing said dedicated teams of clerks throughout the state are working to address what she calls an avalanche. Of the record number of cases filed, Rushing says 71,000 of those come from Miami-Dade County. 11th Circuit Administrative Judge Judge Jennifer Bailey said the backlog in her circuit is all going to work out and says to keep calm and carry on. Rushing said the clerks are focused on staff overtime within their current budgets, which is already stretched to its limits. Senate Bill 384, the Senate version of legislation offering greater protection to defense counsel, breezed through its final committee stop April 5th. Patrick says both the House and Senate versions are ready for the floor in their respective chambers. Mark Fleming Island Republican Jennifer Bradley told the Upper Chamber's Rules Committee her measure corrects an injustice by adding defense attorneys in a criminal proceeding to the statute designed to protect court officers. Bradley said currently that, quote, the only integral party to the proceedings that do not enjoy this protection are usually the ones at most risk of harm, the defense attorneys, unquote. The measure was reported favorably by a unanimous vote in its final committee stop. Bradley's bill was placed on the Senate special order calendar and will be heard by the full Senate floor on April the 12th. The Florida Supreme Court Judicial Nominating Commission has extended the application period to fill the vacancy created by the retirement of Judge Ricky Polston. That's right. Those wanting to apply for the seat now have until April 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern to get those applications in. Those who have already submitted applications by the original April 3rd deadline need not reapply. However, the JNC says they may amend their current application if they so choose. Those who submitted applications by the original deadline include Belinda Gale Quarterman Noah of Tampa, 13th Circuit Judge Thomas Palermo, and 6th DCA Chief Judge Meredith Sasso. The judicial application may be obtained from the Governor's Judicial Nominations website. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Florida Bar Journal and News. For more on these stories and many more, visit floridabar.org slash news. For Patrick Farguson, Roanne Batar, and producer Clay Shaw behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 